0: Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone is doing absolutely fantastic. It is your boy, Caleb, back again to break down another NBA slate here on the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. Again, like I said, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm coming to you live on a beautiful morning here in San Jose, and we're fresh off another 2-0 night. We cash uh, Wolves plus 10. Betting on the Wolves is never fun, so it's always a fun time when you can... It's always great when you can cash a a Wolves ticket. And then uh, Hornets plus three. Three and a half. Uh, Outright winner. Pretty sweat-free. Five for our last five. I believe eight for our last ten. But again, it can switch up on you just like that. So it is important to stay absolutely locked in. Continue to play everything solid. um, Not get too greedy. And that's what we're going to do. So... Let's jump into the slate today. I have locked one play in. I have a color, other, uh, other couple I am eyeing, uh, but have one locked in that I feel really, really good about. And worst case, we'll go in with that one play and and hopefully cash that. Um, let's jump into the first game of the day. That is the Brooklyn Nets and the Detroit Pistons <clears throat> in Detroit. Uh, six and a half point favorite for the Brooklyn Nets. Two twenty nine total, um, and I. I like the over here, man. I, I like the over here. I, I think the line is fair. It opened up pretty high. I will say there are a litany of injuries. Most of them pretty insignificant, but uh, Jahlil Okafor is out. Wayne Ellington's questionable. He's actually kind of a big piece of part of what they do. Uh, DeLon Wright's questionable. Um, Kyrie Irving is probable. Kevin Durant is out. Dennis Smith Jr., who just came over, is questionable. Um, and then Derrick Rose, obviously, if you guys didn't know, was traded from the Detroit Pistons to the New York Knicks, so he will not be playing. Um, but I think again, this Pistons team, for their record being five and eighteen, they hang in there, and they've actually covered the spread against above, uh, teams above five hundred in nine of the last fourteen. So for me, it's it's not a play here on on either side. I think this line is right in line with where it should be. In fact, I think. Um, if anything, I kind of like the Pistons in here in a, in a tough game where, you know, teams are going to play their best against the Brooklyn Nets because it's a new fun super team. And, um, you know, all eyes are on you. And so I, I, with a team like the Detroit Pistons, who have already been pretty damn good against covering the spread, larger spreads, um, you're getting them at home against a team that really plays no defense. I like the Pistons here, and I think it's at six and a half now. I, I wouldn't hit it at six. I'm, I'm not going to play this regardless. It would have to get up to like nine, nine and a half. Um, but I will say I, I do think there's potential for people to continue to hit the nets and then get this get up to seven, seven and a half, which becomes a lot more enticing, which, again, still probably won't hit. Um, but I – I will say if there if there was a side to hit in this game, it would be for me the Detroit Pistons. Um, I'm also really taking a look at the over. It's it's not something I've locked yet, but the over is seven has hit 17 of the last 19 games for the Brooklyn Nets. And if, for me, it's just it's just don't overthink that. 17 of the last 19 games, we've seen ridiculous totals. Now we're only seeing one 229. Um, it's tough for me to hit those totals that get up into the 240s, which we've seen, and that's why I say, away, because you just have one bad stretch, um, and it's shot. But with the Brooklyn Nets, man, uh, 17 of the last 19, I think that's really all you need to know. You're getting a reasonable total at 229. We've seen the Nets play plenty of slow-paced teams, plenty of anemic offenses that have been able to put up 120. Um, and so Give me the over here, especially without KD. He is – he honestly is their best defensive player, and so now it's just kind of Kyrie, James Harden, bucket show. Um, give me the Nets – or give me the over here. I uh, I, I think I'm going to play this. I haven't locked it in yet, but I, I think I'm going to play this. And, and I would think – the only thing is it's down from 232, which it, when a total's moved three points down, it's, it's a little bit scary. But um, – Nevertheless, 17 to the last 19. 17 to the last 19. That's all you need to know. All right, next game, New York Knicks, Miami Heat. Um, I think this line's fair. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this. This game, uh, these two actually matched up on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. It was a really close game for the majority of that game. Uh, Knicks were actually winning for large stretches. Heat came down, and um, with literally like two, three minutes left, just kind of pulled away, ended up winning by eight or nine. But um, that score does not really indicate how close it was for large stretches of that game um and this miami heat team i think you're about to i've, I've talked about it in the past it's why i had him against the wizards but um this is a team that i think you're about to start seeing a, a really good stretch of basketball they have not figured it out yet and it's it's clear to really it, it's not unclear as to why like they they have been without a lot of the, the tyler Heroes missed Uh, a large stretch of games. Bam Adebayo's missed a large stretch of games. Jimmy Butler's missed a large stretch of games. Goran Dragic's missed a large stretch of games. Like the only one who hasn't missed games is Duncan Robinson. Um, And so when you just have so many moving parts and moving pieces, it's hard to get in a rhythm. It's hard to play your best basketball. And now that everyone's starting to get back, get in a rhythm, um, I would expect to see their best basketball. But that being said, the Knicks have already shown many times this year in these back-to-back baseball sets that they come out uh, a lot harder in the second game. Um, and again, they were close for a large, large stretch of that game. So I think in regards to the spread, I, I like the Knicks here at plus six. I'm not going to bet it cause I could see the heat winning. And again, they're kind of turning up lately, but, um, I, if I had to pick, I'd definitely go Knicks plus six, but not something I'll be having money on. Okay. Another game here that I may put my money on. It's, it's my other lean, um, that. I haven't locked in yet, but I am very definitely taking a look. And that is the Houston Rockets plus six in New Orleans. Uh, 226.5 total. Um, Again, Houston Rockets are a six-point underdog. And I think that's just a little bit too much. Um, I know Christian Wood's out. I know uh, Victor Oladipo will be resting. So you could argue that their two best players are out, however you want to argue. Maybe you think John Wall is up there. But regardless two of their top three players are going to be out for this game. Um, but you just look at this game, you know, I think they played very late January. Let me pull that up. And, and the Pelicans were favored by two and the Rockets came out and actually just rolled them. Um, it was late January. Let's see. Yeah. January 30th, actually last day of January. Um, the, I will say the Rockets did have everyone going. So see Oladipo wall Tate, Tucker Gordon, they were all there. Um, and they'll be without Wood um, and Oladipo. But I don't think six is – I I don't think six is – I think six is too much, man. I really, really do. I think Eric Gordon, John Wall just rested last game. They knew they were going to have to suit up for this one. Um, it's, a, it's a playoff contender. They're coming off of two straight losses now. Like – And I get it. The Pelicans have heated up lately, but I don't know that they've solved all their issues. And they're they're looking a lot better, you know, after a really long, tough stretch of playing poor basketball. They've now reeled off three straight against the Suns, Pacers, and Grizzlies, all quality basketball teams and all quality wins. And they've had two days off. So I think that's where you're getting this is, is okay. Back-to-back spot, back-to-back for the Rockets without – Without Oladipo and Christian Wood, meanwhile the Pelicans have had two days off. The spot screams, screams Pelicans, right? But I think it's just been—I think the spot is being factored in here too much. I would have this three, three and a half. I'd have the Pelicans as slight favorite. Maybe you could argue four, but you getting it up to six, and it's like, okay, like you, you got to beat a team pretty solidly to, or or make a large long push at the end to to really beat – Cover six, man. So <clears throat> I like the Rockets here. I haven't locked it in yet. Again, it's it's tough because these are the these are the spots that I'd auto at the Pelicans in the past because it's like, oh, two days off for the Pels. They're playing good basketball. Rockets on a back to back, missing uh Oladipo and Wood. Like, but six. The you're betting numbers, not teams. And while the Pelicans, you know, have everything kind of going for them in this spot, dude. Six is a lot of a lot of points between two teams that you could argue D- D- you look at these teams two weeks ago the Rockets are the better team and I know they're without wood now I know they're without Oladipo but I mean this, yeah I think six is a little just too, too much for me all right next game Golden State Warriors against the San Antonio Spurs don't get me started on Golden State man I'm a I'm a frustrated Warriors fan right now and it it comes down to Steve Kerr um not be willing to bring Steph back in a little bit earlier um and I'm going to try not to go on, on too long of a tangent, but, you know, this is this does help me get my thoughts out and feelings out. And for me, I, I think the biggest frustration is usually Steve Kerr brings, uh, usually Steph Kerr's normal rotation is play the whole first, come back six minutes left in the second, play the whole third, come back six minutes left in the fourth. And that's fine, whatever. But lately in the past two games against the Dallas Mavericks and San Antonio Spurs, Steve Kerr has let has we've I have watched now back to back very winnable games where the first five, six minutes of the fourth quarter, the Warriors play bad basketball. They get bad shots, and they've lost both of those five, six minute um, sessions by a good amount to the point where now Steph comes back in, they're down eight, I think in both games. and he brings it back. In both scenarios, to within a possession at the end, and it's like if you bring Steph Curry back at eight minutes, that's two extra minutes. If you play him even two extra minutes for the like, or for every close game, you're adding like maybe an extra game worth of tread on his tires. Like I, I just don't understand it. His response was, "We're in the long game here. We're not going to play Steph extra minutes to chase wins. Like that doesn't make any sense to me." The whole point of the season is to chase wins. These are very tight games with tight margins, and the difference between one and two games can be the difference between making the playoffs or not or having a certain matchup or not. It it blows my mind that we have the best offensive weapon that the game has seen, and Steve Kerr is just like, "Eh." regardless, I like the Warriors today. I'll tell you why. I'll keep it short and simple. One, I think we're a better team. Uh, We were, again, in the minutes Steph played, largely outclassing the Spurs were up fifteen with like early on in the game. And and then props to the Spurs, they came back and got the job done. But um you've seen the Warriors one, they've now had they've had two two baseball-style series where they lost the first one. Uh, they lost 98-123 to the Blazers early January, came back and won 137-122. They lost 101-108 to the Clippers in the first game and came back and won 115-105. So um, I think you just I, – I think the Warriors are going to treat this as a must-win game. I think Curry's going to hear a little bit of the noise. I'm not expecting Steph to play 40 minutes, um, but I am expecting Steve Curry uh, – to, to play Steph, what is necessary to get this one, even if it means a little bit more. And, and I've ne- I'm, I have I'm can tell you right now, I've never seen Steph in it, this sort of rhythm. Like, he's taking every shot for almost every shot that he's taking is ridiculous. Whether it be getting to the rim or from three. Like, if you just go back and watch his game yesterday, like, it's it, ridiculous. Like, a lot of almost 75% of his shots most NBA players don't make, and it's – I've never seen him this locked in, being able to get to his spots whenever and wherever he wants. And even his spots, they don't, don't even make sense. Like, he's able to float shots up off the glass that you just don't think really have any chance. And it's just complete rhythm, and it opens everything up. When he's on the court, they're getting good looks. They're going to continue to battle defensively. I think this is a lock. I got Warriors plus one and a half. It's now plus at plus one. It's down to pick them in some spots, um, but I would I would take this all the way up to minus one. So got get, got to get right with the Warriors today. Love them today. Um, last two games of the day, we got the Sixers and Sacramento Kings. Sixers five point favorites in Sacramento, two thirty total. Um, Kings are playing really really good basketball, man. And and this is now to the point where you know we have a large sample size of them being mediocre. Um, but we now have a large, very consistent sample size of them being a good basketball team. And I don't know how long this lasts. It's a 72-game season, and it's, it's probably pretty likely that it doesn't last the whole year. But as of right now, this this Kings team can match up with anyone. Um, they're getting five at home, which I, I like, but at the same time, I don't think this is a great matchup for them. Um, we've seen it Philly against teams that don't have a solid big defensively. They're able to really. Joel able to kill that matchup and really turn the game on its head. And uh, Rashawn Holmes and Rashawn Holmes is is too little to guard Joel Embiid. And Hassan Whiteside is too dumb to to guard Joel Embiid. Hassan Whiteside um, is going to pick up four or five fouls. It's it's just well, it's science. It's gonna happen when he's guarding Joel Embiid. Um, on top of that, it's a it's a little bit better spot for the Sixers. They've had some nice time off here. They haven't played in a little bit. Meanwhile, the Kings have started a stack-up games since their COVID break that they have. Um, So I think the line's a little bit fair. uh, A little bit fair. I think it's fair. I think um, it's definitely not something I'd bet on. I think five right now is right on where it would be. Um, I think once he gets to five and a half, six, that's more Kings. Um, If you could have gotten it at three and a half, I would have liked it for the Sixers. But I think once you're at five, I think you're sitting right down the middle. Um, And I think that's about... I, I think this... The most likely scenario is a game where the Sixers control it for the most part. Kings make a push. um, But is that push going to be enough? I don't know. We'll see. I'm laying off here. Uh, Coin flip game for me in terms of where it goes on the spread. All right, let's get to the last two games of the day. The first of which is the Orlando Magic heading to the Portland Trailblazers as six point underdogs with a 220 total. Look. the magic are reeling here they really really are reeling here they are now without aaron gordon markel fultz and evan fournier and i think this magic team as constructed without those three has the worst offense in the league because um i mean it's nikola vucevic terrence ross and really a bunch of role players who have clear roles and are can be good in those roles but are not offensive facilitators or creators or Anything close to the word, um, it's, it's Gary Clark, it's James Ennis, it's Kem Birch. Um, and again, guys who have roles and, and Dwayne Bacon and can, you know, bring certain positive aspects of the game. But but creating offensive looks is not one of those. So Magic are going to continue to struggle to create consistent offensive looks. The good thing for them is they're playing a Portland defense that is not a good defense at all. Um, hasn't been a good defense i don't really see at any point them becoming a good defense um and that's why that's six here so i i like the blazers more as a parlay piece as a money line um anytime you're getting a team off a big blowout loss which you are with the orlando magic which has had two days to uh kind of soak that all in it, it's never i i don't think it's a a recipe really for getting winning tickets Uh, betting against teams that are got blown out the last game and have had two days off you're getting one a more motivated team you're getting two a more prepared team and you're getting three uh a a more well rested team and and so for me um despite all the struggles that the the orlando magic are going to have to score i can't I can't back the Blazers here in terms of needing seven points for you to get to the window here. I could easily see this Magic team hanging, fighting, dogging this out. Um, Because again, it'd be one thing if the Blazers had a stout defense, but they don't. And so Orlando, um, despite their lack of creators, you know Vooch is going to get his. You know he can kick it out of the post. And um, really, it just takes a good day for like a Frank Mason or a Dwayne Bacon to keep them in this I think long term it'll be very, very uh, profitable to to fade this Magic team just because again they can't score and I and I do like the under two twenty here as a um, as the same reason, but again you 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 mix in the the Blazers defense with the two days off off a of blah. I'm staying away here, but I do think the Blazers money line is a fair piece to put in two parlays. All right, last game of the day Utah Jazz at. Sorry, the Boston Celtics at the Utah Jazz. Um, we got them as six-point favorites. And we have the Utah Jazz as uh, <laughs> straight up, this is the hottest team in the NBA. Um, and it's, it's really not all that, cl- all that close. They're beating bad teams by a lot. They're beating good teams by a lot. And I think if you had told me at the start of the year, the Utah Jazz were going to be favored by six at home without Mike Conley to the Boston Celtics. And, and, yes, Jalen Brown is questionable. Um, but if you told me that, I'd tell you you're crazy. But this Utah Jazz team is absolutely hooping. They've proved it time in, time out. They've, they have one of the best records against the spread. They obviously have one of the best records just straight up. Um, but this team's hooping. They're, I've talked about it so many times. Uh, they know the exact shots they want to get. They know exactly with. With the personnel on the floor, what looks they want to get, who's allowed to take what shots. There's no confusion whatsoever there. And on the defensive side of the ball, um, they know exactly the shots that they're trying to give up. And, and you can tell every night they're locked into a game plan. And it props to Jordan Clarkson, huge step. Props to Donovan Mitchell, huge step. Props to Rudy Gobert, huge step. Bojan's picked it up lately. Joe's a steadying force off the bench. Derek Favors is a beast off the bench. Um, Royce O'Neal is the glue that holds it all together. Mike Conley has been really, really good for them. So, I I mean, I, I want to continue to ride this Jazz team. You, you can throw out all the, you know, make your own line shit. And, and you can throw that all out the window right now with the Utah Jazz. They're just better than every team playing right now. Again, I know the Laker fans, Clippers fans. You know, I, I would lo- I would love to watch the Jazz Lakers right now, although the, the Lakers aren't playing their best basketball and Anthony Davis is out. But you're just talking about right now. This Jazz team is playing the best basketball in the league, and uh, I I think it's a gonna be a profitable strategy to just keep backing them because the books can't possibly favor them as high as they've been playing. You know, and and generally teams you buy low, sell high. But I, I think this this Jazz team is giving me vibes of just write them while they can i mean they've covered let's see one two three four uh okay they lost to the to the nuggets so four out of the last five but then before that nuggets one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven they've covered 11 plus four 15 out of the last 16 games that's ridiculous bro that is absolutely ridiculous and that's what I'm telling you that line might seem high but I'm telling you if Jalen Brown's out yeah I think you gotta hit I think you gotta hit it I, I don't see any reason why you would fade this jazz team right now it hottest team in basketball. I, I i'll ride them i'll ride them i have i see no reason not to the celtic seems really good if jalen's in I, I probably won't i'll stay off this um and i think there's a good chance he could but um with him being questionable you never know anyways let's recap it um i actually recorded this at, at two different times um because i i had uh um had a little issue so i had to re-record so i have locked in pistons nets 229 so lock that in 17 out of the last 19 man like let, let's continue to ride that detroit should be able to score against that brooklyn team and you know brooklyn's gonna put up points against whoever they play warriors plus one and a half love that and then taking a really hard look haven't locked it in taking a really hard look at rockets plus six and i i like this jazz i i don't think a jazz blazers parlay is the worst idea either I know. I don't think parlaying two favorites is a positive. I don't think it's a smart thing to do, you know, long term. But I think in this spot, I I do think the Jazz and and Blazers both win these games a good portion of the time. But, again, you'll want to wait on that Jalen Brown news anyway. So, appreciate you all. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow to run through another slate. Let's make some money. Hopefully, when I talk to you tomorrow, we will have climbed back over 500. We're sitting one game under 500. Hopefully, we're one game over tomorrow. Love you all. Peace.